Hey, what's up, guys? Tom Henderson, the founder of ResGen here, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the ResGen Giving Life podcast, where we hear stories and have conversations about life in Christ, integrating our faith into every area of our life, and talk about ways that we as men can give life to others at home, at work, and in the community. Before I introduce you to today's guest, I want to let you know that tickets for ResGen's couples event, Date Night Comedy, which takes place on February 29th and March 1st, are on sale now at resgen.org. This annual event draws over a thousand couples between the two nights for an evening filled with fun, laughter, and marital enrichment. Date Night this year will feature both magic and comedy with author and magician Danny Ray performing jaw-dropping illusions and Andrew Stanley providing the jokes. Both nights will be the same, so pick which night works best for you and plan on joining us for what will be one of your favorite date nights of the year. Tickets are only $20 each and they will sell out, so I encourage you to get yourselves registered as soon as you can at resgen.org. Also, if joining us in Sioux Falls isn't an option for you, Friday night's event will be live streamed as well. So you can join us online from wherever you are. All right. Well, my guest today is a friend of mine who's already accomplished a ton in the music industry, despite being only 22 years old. Red Street Records artist Cade Thompson is an energetic and soulful contemporary Christian music artist with a sound that appeals both to believers and mainstream pop audiences alike. Shortly after graduating from Roosevelt High School here in Sioux Falls, Cade moved to Nashville and made waves across the Christian music community with the release of his debut single, Provider, and in August 2020, earned his first top 20 Billboard charting single with every step of the way. In addition, Cade has also seen huge success online, where his music has earned over 60 million streams to date. On this episode of the podcast, Kate and I visit about several topics, including some of the most important things he has learned about himself and the Lord through his experiences in the Christian music industry, and how he stays focused on the Lord and giving him the glory when fans may intentionally or unintentionally place him on a pedestal, and how he personally defines success in his life. This is going to be a really fun episode of the Red Gen Giving Life podcast, and I am super glad that you're here for it. Here's my conversation with Cade Thompson. Kate Thompson, brother, it is so good to have you in the uh, ResGen Giving Life podcast. Booth. We made it. We made it all the way in the freezing cold, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because when, when, uh, when you and I first talked here before we started, you said, man, it, it's chilly here. It's, I, it's cold. And I'm like, I think that, that moved down to Nashville. See, it, it kind of, did it thin out your skin a bit? It really did. See, it was already thin enough to begin with, but like it thinned out even more. Right. So your perspective of cold is way different than mine now, Tom. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Exactly. Which is why we're even wearing the puffer right now in the pod <laughs> you're still cold you're still cold man i might even have a Ugg boots on <laughs> who knows oh that's so good well and and uh, as i said in the intro so i mean because you, you were raised in sioux falls that's right and uh, graduated from roseville high school yeah. which is where i graduated from are you serious ba yeah back in 1994 right I mean, so like yeah. we're fellow rough riders that's right that's right yeah so but um first of all i gotta tell you you are the youngest guest we've had on the Giving Life podcast. Okay, so first of all, congrats wow. on that. I've made it. Yeah, tw 22 years old, right, and yep. you are the youngest. So congrats on that, uh, and I'm so grateful that you're mm -hmm. willing to just share a little bit of time here. I know you're, that your visit's back home to Sioux Falls. Yeah. I know that now you would call home Nashville, but you always have a home here. That's right. Um, but you're spending a little bit of your time here home yeah. um, to uh, to spend some time with me. So thank you for that. Of course. Man. And uh, and I'd, I'd just love for you to just kind of introduce yourself a little bit, too, because yeah. 
because um, while obviously your audience has grown substantially over the last several years, yeah. uh, this may be an introduction of who you are totally. uh, to to the ResGen listening audience. So I'd love for you to just kind of you know introduce yourself real quick. Yeah. Well, my name is Cade Thompson. I'm from uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Was born in Joplin, Missouri. Okay. And my family and I moved here when we were nine. And my dad's work brought him up here. He worked for Sanford, still works for Sanford. Okay. And so, um, yeah, I had no idea where South Dakota was even at on the map yeah. before I moved. I, I was like, we're moving to South the what? South yeah. Dakota? You know, you know what's crazy, bro? Is yeah. I moved to South Dakota when I was nine. What? Yeah, for real. From, I, feel like you're, I feel like you're lying right now. I'm not. I'm not. From, I'm not. I, I moved to South Dakota from, from Southern California. Same thing. I didn't know. Man, we, we that, some, talk about a wake-up yeah. call. Like you were just living in paradise in, yeah. in SoCal, yeah. and then there it is, South Dakota. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's another connection we have. Okay, sorry. Yep. I, t- I totally interrupted you. So, I love so, it. so you moved to South Dakota. You didn't know where it was. You're nine yeah. years old. Yep. And uh, and around that same time, I really, you know, I was raised in the church. My mom was in ministry. She was a, a children's minister, youth minister, and I was always around church, but that didn't just change my life just by going to church. It had right. to become a real relationship, you know, mm-hmm. for me. Good. And I remember I was 10 years old. I was at a summer church camp out in the Black Hills. And it's like the classic Christian camp thing. You know, you go to camp and you got your camp crush and the whole thing. And uh, I don't know, that week the Lord just got a hold of me in a different way. And it was the last night of camp. And I got on my knees at the front of that altar that night and said, look, Jesus, I'm going to choose to follow you. I'm going to choose to trust you. Mm. And that's the moment that everything became real. And it was no longer just going to church or going through the motions, but it became a real relationship for me in my life. And um, fast forward about a year later, I always loved music. Music has been a huge part of my life ever since I was five years old. I was singing Life is a Highway on the front porch <laughs> in Joplin, Missouri, and uh, probably a bunch of other stuff that I don't want to say right now because it'd be really embarrassing. But uh, I, I always loved music. I started playing piano when I was five years old, and I had no idea that it would lead mm. to where I'm at today. But I had a middle school teacher actually at Memorial Middle School. Okay. She was also a youth leader at the church, and she said, hey, I love your singing. It's really great. But how about you stop singing in my classroom and maybe start singing at the youth group? And I was like, no way. There's no way I'll get in front of people. I, absolutely not. And a couple months later, I, I got the courage to, to go up there on a Wednesday night and start singing at the youth group. And that was the moment where I saw um, my heart come alive in a different way through the power of music. Mm. And I eventually began to start writing songs out of scripture and then the rest yeah. of the stories crazy from there but that's the that's the short and condensed version of how i got started yeah here, yeah so. that's crazy so um so how old were you when you when you attended that camp Cade? Uh, i was 10 years old okay yeah in black hills yeah but i mean first of all you, you went away to camp as a 10 yep. year old yeah like without parents without whatever i mean yep. it was just like boom you were in it there so, it is and and the lord got a hold of your heart yeah he <clears throat> um as as uh just a would that have been fourth grade, fifth grade, fourth grade? Yep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Um, which camp was it, by the way? Uh, camp, you remember the name? Was it Camp Kinship? Okay, no okay. I, well, I don't, but but I grew up going to summer camp okay. in the Black Hills as well. Okay, uh, called Camp Judson. So I just was like, you know, there's a lot of camps that out there. Really that would have been really crazy. That, that, <laughs> <for> like, <laughs> you came to know the Lord at the same <laughs> camp too. Yeah, exactly. So so would you say, because especially when when you're young and you have people that see something in you mm. and they speak into your life, you know, that that those are important words. Right. I mean, because like you, when you think about words we sh- we share, uh, they do one of two things. They give life. Yes. Or they deal deal death. 
Yeah. And that's one of the things that especially like with ResGen and the Giving Life podcast and and how, you know, the kind of tagline for the podcast is men whose life in Christ gives life to others. Oh, and so I think about how, you know, the middle school teacher, um, you know, spoke into you and say, hey, I see this gift, hmm. right? You're singing in whatever class it happens to be, <laughs> right? And it's obviously, that, that's, that's choir, right? Yeah, of course. Um, because, well, you probably were singing. Listen, I, I know how it is. Like, I grew up singing as well, you know, show choir Ooh. at Roosevelt High School, all that kind of stuff that you were a part of oh, as well. Yeah, yeah, listen, yeah, oh. but well, okay. But to, um, to be clear, the uh, the show choir experience when I was a student, I mean, it was like, it was like, it was like we would sway. Okay. You know, there, we were like, okay. we would maybe do a, I mean, if you, if you like stepped out of your box, it was like, mm, I'm not sure. Okay. Like, we didn't, we didn't have near the talent that you guys had oh. in your show oh, choir man. experience. Okay, okay. But, okay. but I mean, I was singing everywhere I went. So like I'd be when I was serving at TGI Fridays, I was singing and all that kind of stuff. So I know that when you have this passion for music, yeah. you're not just singing in choir. You're probably singing in bio. You're singing oh, yeah. in math, probably. Oh, I'm sure you were doing that, too. Oh, so yeah. so so actually the teachers were probably like, yes, can you have more avenues to get maybe to sing like in, a, in an appropriate in an appropriate environment? So but obviously she spoke into your life. Who are some of the other people, Cade, would you say mm -hmm. that that really spoke into your life um, in that that stage where yeah. you were you were in you said there's no way i'll ever mm. sing in front of people mm. there's no way i'll do that um but yet all of a sudden you have some people that come alongside and say maybe maybe you've got some gifts here mm. that need to be explored in ways that you maybe are not wanting to don't totally. really see in yourself who are some of those people other than the middle school teacher yeah you know it's so funny looking back there's been so many different people along the way that have helped mm. me uh, and each person had, I felt like, a very specific role in my life or a specific thing that they taught me along the way. And, um, you know, it was my middle school teacher that then led me to um, one of my youth group leaders who led me to um, a person who is training just the worship team at our, our, our youth group. And that's where I learned a ton. Uh, his name was Matt Timms. And he... Uh, and he, he taught me so much about music and about um, how to lead people through the heart of worship. Mm -hmm. Jeremy Iverson, I was just leading with Jeremy yeah. yesterday at Embrace, yeah. which is really, really special. And uh, it's cool. You know, I think there's also been times in my life where certain people have been plucked out of my life. And sometimes mm -hmm. that's hard, you know, as we as we walk in relationships with people. But when one person is plucked out, I always see another person be added back in and mm -hmm. it's important to know like no matter what age you're at to never stop learning and to never stop growing and oh so totally it's been really cool to see look back and see god in his hand and all those steps but i think for me my middle school years were so pivotal you know um i just said yes to jesus at a young age and uh honestly for the longest time i didn't know if i had a story because i was raised in church and i, I thank god i didn't fall away into some of those things that I heard so often growing up in the church, and I mm -hmm. praise God for that. But I realized at a young age that my story is that God saved me from all those things, right? And it meant that my struggles were different. It meant that there was adversity of being so young and saying, I'm going to choose to follow Jesus. It meant that I didn't go to those parties mm -hmm. sometimes that my friends were going to. It meant that sometimes I was just in my room writing songs that was like super weird, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But you're not going to hear those songs this morning, and I'm yeah. really thankful for it. <laughs> but it's those moments, you know? Uh, I think looking back on my life, just a word that I resonate with so so much is this word obedience, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, obedience comes with sacrifice, and it doesn't mean that it's always easy. Right. But 
just choosing to say yes and how God honors your yes, I think is so, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I think those middle school years were so important for me to understand that. And it was mm-hmm. hard. Yeah. But it set me up to my high school years to where God began to open up new new avenues for this gift and this this colony placed in my life. Mm-hmm. Well the word you used uh in, you know, when you when you kind of were introing yourself was the word courage. Mm. And I mean that's that, that's what obedience takes is is courage at the risk of you know losing something or yeah, of mis- so of, of missing out, right? And so that's what you had to do was saying, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose obedience i'm going to choose to follow this call that i believe god has on my life which number one is obviously to walk in relationship with him absolutely I mean, that's I mean, the number one call that's the number one thing side of the gift totally yep. right and then because then with that that allows us to steward the gift well which we're going to get into a little bit later in our yep. conversation because um you know every day no matter what line of work we're in what no matter what stage of life we're in um we all have the decision of, are we going to steward whatever platform God's given us uh, in in the way that that we feel like, you know, like this is this is what God's calling me to do right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting that you just talked about how um, you didn't know if you had a story. Mm. Because so just just this past weekend, I was preaching on what we learned from the transformation of Saul mm. and how, you know, there's there's times when we can look at our own lives about like once once Saul. Once he got nursed back to health, scripture says that he immediately began to go and share his story with other people. He got right engaged in the mission. He got right engaged in sharing, uh, you know, what Jesus did in his life. Yeah. And then obviously we know the rest of the story for those of us that, uh, that know who Paul is, is that he goes and leads countless people to Christ, right. right? Goes on to write over half the New Testament, which is still reaching and discipling people today. Um, but we look at stories like that. And the tendency, I think, is to say, well, well, I was raised in the church or I had a, I had a family that, that I was able to, you know, mm. understand God and I had this foundation. So what do I really have to share? But what's so which so uh, like cool about what you said was, yes. Let, so be grateful if that is where you come from. Be grateful that God brought you out of that. That's right. But also, if that's if you came from a, a, a Bible believing, that's the foundation home and parents who said, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna make Christ our foundation home." Celebrate that as well. But what's really important, and what you just talked about, was that God is doing work now. That's right. And so, how are we sharing that story? Because that's mm-hmm. what's so important for people mm-hmm. to hear is that how God's working in our life now. So important. And I think, you know, so often, at least in my life, the devil tries to remind me or tell me what I don't have, you know. Oh, so, yeah. And I have to remind myself what God has already done in my life. And I have to remind myself time and time and time again what he's done, what he's continuing to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it, if it feels like there's moments in my life like, God, where are you? Where are you working? I go back to that moment when I was 10 years old where I was on my knees and maybe I don't feel the same way that I do in this moment, mm-hmm. but I know that my life has been changed because of that moment. And mm-hmm. that's what I go back to. And that's what I remind myself of in those times where it's hard. You know, I, it's a, it's been an interesting journey just moving down to Nashville. And I know we'll talk about that yeah. later, but I've learned so much. And um, being in an industry so young, it's come with lots of different struggles, but it's cool because I'm reminded of that moment when I was 10 years old. And that's what keeps me going today. Dude, that's so good. And it, it, because what you're talking about is something that we don't often take time to do. Mm. And that's reflect, hmm. like reflect back because we're so focused on the present mm. and where we're going. 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And which which is good. I mean, we need to be focused awesome. on the present, yeah, yeah. and we need to be focused on okay, where where's God leading? But during those times of discouragement, during those times where we feel under attack, um, the time of just sitting and reflecting back on God's faithfulness, because we all have times, no matter what, we all have times where we're like, why is this happening in my life? What, like, what in the world is going on? God, where are you? You know, the the why, the what, the where, right? And so we can become so focused on the why, the what, and the where that we often don't think about the who that is all of a sudden, like, he's still there. But we sometimes even need to go back and say, man, look at who has been faithful since I was 10 years old. Hmm. Look who has seen me through this storm, who has seen me through different things that I've had to endure. We don't enjoy them, right? No, no, <laughs> but, we don't. But we endure them. And what gives That's us right. the the endurance is the 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 understanding of that God's always been with us, hmm. the hope that we have that he's, you know, w- that he's going to continue to be with us and, and that he's no matter what we face. Um, but I love that you said during those times, because that was going to be something I talk about is even in, in the music industry. I mean, there's times I'm sure where you do experience like, man, I really thought this was going to happen. Or I really thought, you know, because listen, we're all human. I mean, I really thought there was, this was, this crowd was going to be bigger. I really mm-hmm. thought this was going to take place. I thought this was going to be cooler or whatever. And, and the enemy wants to be like, see? Yeah. How about, how about, how about this little sh- shot of discouragement yeah. in your life, right? Oh, yeah. But you're talking about like when those discouragement moments happen, you just immediately say, no, listen, I'm not going to receive that. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna remember and I reflect. Man, that's that's good, dude. Remember and reflect. That's really good. Well, take notes, <laughs> take notes, y'all. Get that pen out. You're gonna want it. Yeah. Just kidding. Oh my gracious, that's that's so good. So so you talk with me about um, how okay. So you go down to Nashville, and it's just been a, a real. I mean, it's been a learning experience. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's probably been some surprises. Mm-hmm. There's probably been some things that some expectations that have been met mm-hmm. that haven't been met. Um, so I, I want to. I want to talk about just some of the things you've learned. Mm. Okay. Just some of the, the, uh, you could say the most important things maybe, or just some of the things that have just been really meaningful to you. Mm. But first I want to talk about, um, like what have you learned about God Mm. over the last three or four years? Mm. Because we're always constantly growing, you know, and you, you moved down there when you were what, 18 years old. Yeah. Pretty promptly after graduating. Right outside of high school. Yeah. Right. Which is bold. Takes, takes courage. Yep. You know, to do that. Um, but you do that. So what have you learned about God in the process over the last four years as you've been in this new environment and this new industry um, and just been journeying through that? So good. Yeah, about a year and a half ago, I was at this conference and this guy was challenging me and he said, hey, have you ever really started to memorize scripture? And I was like, well, uh, no, I haven't. And um I was really struck with that thought, you know, I just kept thinking about that. And it really challenged me over the past year and a half to dive into the word and start memorizing a passage of scripture every week. You know, there's weeks where I haven't been consistent about it. Yeah. But man, I've learned there's such power in the word of God and hiding his word in our hearts mm-hmm. because it goes back to exactly what we were talking about. What are you going to do in those moments? How do you remind yourself of who God is if you don't know who he is? Right. You know who he is by opening up his word and by understanding his heartbeat. And so mm-hmm. that has been such a tool for me to learn how to fight just to, you know, when I'm when I'm in a certain moment, there will be passages of scripture that will just pop into my brain, you know. The testing of your faith that produces steadfastness, you know, and James, all these things that remind me in those moments. And so I've really under, started to understand just the power of God's word, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. And um, mm-hmm. 
I haven't been diving into you know the whole Bible in a year necessarily, yeah, but yeah. it's just those nuggets, man, that I'm reminded that I can hide in my heart that get me through those moments. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember specifically 2019, I graduated high school in May, and in August I got an apartment down in Nashville, basically by faith. I didn't have a record deal at that point in time. I knew I was going to sign with somebody a few months later, ended up signing a deal, and um, I was developing with the label, the six months, and then uh, this year, I don't know if you all remember this year, called 2020. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I've been trying to forget about that year myself, <laughs> but that year just blindsided all of us, you yeah. know, and um, I released my first single with the label in February in, of 2020. Yeah, and I was on a radio tour. Things were going great. My song was climbing up the charts. Yeah, I was like, "This is amazing, man! This is like all I've ever dreamed of. This is what I worked for." And overnight, you know, COVID hit. Mm. Tour stopped. I was, I felt stuck, man. I felt mm. trapped. I ended up coming back home to South Dakota. I was supposed to be working on an album with the label at that point in time, and I, um, I remember very vividly one moment. Um, I got a call that the the song had kind of slowed down because of the charts of radio and and I got on my knees and I was like, Lord, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to to do music again. I don't know if I'm ever going to be back in Nashville again. I mean, it was a scary time for all of us. There was so much unknown. Mm -hmm. But that was the moment where I I got on my knees here in South Dakota in my childhood bedroom where I'd written all these songs growing up. Mm. And I said, God, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to do this again, but I give it to you and I trust you. And, um, that was the moment that I had to understand that my my calling is not based on my gift or what I can bring to God, but who I am as a son, mm-hmm. a son of the living God. And that's where my identity can be found. And so I have to remind myself of those moments every day, man, because it's so easy. You know, we get good at what we do and, mm-hmm. and, and, and there's so many different voices and people's affirmations. And I have to remind myself of that truth alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And, it's, and I think that that probably touched on the second part of of the uh, of the question. Uh, which I'm gonna ask in a second, but I just I I think just again you brought this back of of this conversation about like remembering and reflecting and and knowing the scripture mm. and that's what we see in the scripture like especially in the Old Testament like when you when you see these prayers like I mean like mm. you think about Nehemiah right and like he yeah. was just he goes to God after after you know his homelands in ruins Jerusalem's and he's like and he and it and it crushes him and he goes to the to the Lord in prayer and he's like oh God you are the God that did this. You are the God that did this. You are the God, and, it, and it's and it's not like he was reminding God of what he did, <laughs> right, yeah. or who he was. I don't know if you forgot this, Lord, but <laughs> but it's it's a it, he was reminding himself yeah. through prayer and speaking out that faithfulness of God, and, and that's that so power powerful. of Scripture, like of 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 it's and you don't even know how it happens. Hmm. It's just that it's the it's the diligence, it's the resolve, it's the like, hey, listen, I'm gonna make being in the word of priority, we all have trouble like allocating time. I mean, let's be oh, yeah. like, I mean, there's distractions all over the planet, right? I mean, there's so many things we, we just, we're like, I don't have time, but it's really not about time management. It's about priority management. I mean, that's so really good. what it is, right? So like it's, but it's making that a priority, which is what I think that you just said, like over the last year and a half, when, mm-hmm. when you received that message, you're like, I need to make that more of a priority and not just reading, but reading for, because sometimes I think, and I like that you just said um, that I'm not like on this Bible in a year plan and all this. And not that that's bad if you do that. Not at all. Yeah. But sometimes then we're just 
reading to do, like reading mm -hmm. for information, mm -hmm. but not for the transformation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just need to sit and like, maybe we just need to read one scripture a day. Mm. And we're just going to sit there. And we're just going to say, okay, what, is, what does that mean? What does it mean for my life? Mm. How do I apply it? I don't really know right now, but I'm going to hide it in my heart. And all of a sudden it comes up. I, man, so good. Dude, you're 22 and you're like, you're like dropping, you're dropping dimes, man. You're like <laughs> dropping dimes, you're dropping gems that we need in our life. I love man, that. try my best. I love it. <laughs> oh, it's so, so good. good. So then, so, so that's what God's, so what's God been teaching you about yourself? Hmm. I mean, obviously you just talked about just like the, the need to say, okay, find your identity in him and all that. Now we're going to talk, we're going to do a little bit deeper of a dive in that later. But um, like, so what are some of the most important things that you've learned about yourself, about Kate hmm. Thompson over the last four years? Man, you know, it's been a journey, like I said earlier, being so young, moving down to Nashville. I remember when I first moved down to Nashville, you know, everyone wants to get to know you sometimes because of you being signed to a, a record label or who you know and all these things and really having to understand discernment, you know. Um, and I would also say I've learned probably the biggest thing that I've learned is how much I'm not in control, mm. which is hard. I love I'm I love to be in control. I think as humans we love to be in control. We yeah. love to do things. I'm a, I'm a feel like I'm a very determined person. I don't know if you're into the enneagram or not. It's the mm -hmm. you know the cool thing everyone talks about <laughs> or not cool, whatever. Whatever you think, I'm a three on the enneagram. Uh, that doesn't define who I am as a person, but there's some characters traits in I'm, that. I'm a three as well. She, this is, we just did an epic fist bump that you're yeah, listening right now. Exactly. And by the way, also, we both didn't, are like, we didn't call each other and say we should both wear, like, thermals either, by the yeah. way. Like, I mean, what the? <laughs> yeah, I wore the puffer because I just, you know, didn't want to, make didn't want to be two twins, you know, so we're, we're spicing it up just a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so you're a three. Yeah. And, and the, the releasing of control. Yes, and so I, I love to get things done. If it's on a to-do list, you better believe it. I'm going to get that to-do list done today or maybe even yesterday. Yeah. But um, I've really had to understand, like, man, I'm not in control. And what does it mean to live my life open-handed? Mm. And it's hard. You know, this past week was a really just a hard week for myself personally, just, you know, things in the industry and, and, and battling those lives from the enemy. And I've had to come back to these same truths that I'm saying this morning. Yeah. Um, because that's what keeps me going. But man, learning to live open-handed and giving God control is so powerful. One of my favorite life verses is Proverbs 16, 9. It says, the heart of a man can plan his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. Come on. And I keep coming back to that verse time and time and time again in my life. I wrote uh, one of my songs called Every Step of the Way, which was my second radio single. Before I even had a record deal, just choosing to believe that, God, you are faithful every step of the way. I don't know what the future holds, but I know that you hold it. And it was out of that verse right there. Yeah. And I think it's a powerful reminder for all of us listening today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and that's one of the key verses that I mentioned in the, my, my message at the Men's Summit because mm. as men, we are planners. Yeah. I, th I think, I mean, yeah. I, 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 that's a generalization, I realize. But, of course. But we all are living according to some sort of a plan. Yeah. Whether we like to plan way in advance. I mean, my, on the Strengths Finder, I'm a strategic and futuristic mm -hmm. guy. Like, that's my thing. And so, like, sometimes it's hard to live open-handed like you just said because it is it's like no this is where i'm heading this is what i'm doing and i think about even you know the song that uh, way back in the day rich mullins you know oh, you know like mullins. step by step i mean yep. I, when i was a kid um you know and and uh, back then 
contemporary worship music was just kind of coming on the scene and just singing that chorus step by step mm-hmm. you'll lead me and i will follow you all of the days of my life or whatever and it's just like man what if we really live that way hmm. like what like what if we really live the way that you're talking about proverbs 16 9 hmm. okay we're gonna make our plans but every day when we get up we're like hmm. but i'm gonna make sure i'm in step with the lord hmm. that's that's like a that's a mind that's like a mind shift yeah. Is what you're talking about. That's a challenge right there. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Yeah. You know, just choosing to, to surrender our, our own agendas. Mm-hmm. And right. And, hard. and as men, surrender isn't sexy. No. Like that, that's just not the thing. No. You know, it's to say like we're going to, but it's so crucial. It's so mm-hmm. crucial that, that we do. And, and that's one of the things that, again, that, that we talked about even at the summit is just saying, okay, what if we stop striving mm-hmm. and start surrendering? Hmm. And what what does that really mean? I mean, because it's like so always striving, like we're pushing, we're pushing, we're pushing. And sometimes, like you says, man, you know what? I just need to sit. I need to just sit with the Lord hmm. and say, God, this is your deal. Man. This is your deal, and I trust you. Hmm. So good. And I think time and time again, like just as you're sharing that, just the ways of Jesus, man, he 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 surrendered to the way and the will of his father. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Like like he 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 lived open-handed. He walked in and in, in, in a life surrendered to, to his father. And mm-hmm. I think about that. He had to go and go up on the mountain and pray and be alone, you mm-hmm. know? And so how much more do we need to have that time with Jesus? Like, wow, that's a perspective shift. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's so good. And, and I love how you just, you, you went right into like what you're learning about yourself. You went right into a key scripture because mm-hmm. I think there's, there's, I think we have there's life verses like these are ones that man this is this is kind of a life verse for me and then i think there's like sometimes there's seasonal verses where like yes like yeah. hey this is an important word for me to remember right now mm-hmm. and but what you're talking about i think is both <laughs> like that's yeah. uh, that's that's both because because that's one of those things that's just like man if that's our focus you know if that's our you know for me one of them is is romans chapter 12 do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the ruining mm-hmm. of our mind Right. Because that's where it starts. Yeah. That's where resolve starts. That's where like, no, you know what? Regardless of what happens, whatever it takes, whatever it means, man, I want to be transformed and transformed doesn't necessarily happen. Like, okay, boom, one time. That's, that's a lifetime journey mm-hmm. of transformation. Right. Sure. It'd be nice if it was one time. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Or just that moment when I was 10 years old. <laughs> Everything's fixed. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. But it, it just takes work. Okay. Mm-hmm. So let, let me ask you this because I mean, You've obviously you've, you've um, found great success as far as you know putting out some albums. Um, you've had some some songs that have really hit. I mean, they've just really hit. They they you know ministered to people. You've got all the streams, over sixty million streams and counting, and all that kind of thing. Um, super exciting things. Um, are there is there like a favorite? And they're all favorites. I get it. But is there like a mm. song or two that you would say, man, this is probably. Um, this is this is a very meaningful one to me. Like mm-hmm. that, there's just one that was like, this song means, or these songs mean, um, just a ton to me because of what I was going through, or because of this truth, or because of whatever. Are there yeah. are there like certain songs that just is like, man, this this is one that really ministers to my spirit. Yeah, you know it's funny. Songs are kind of like babies, you know. <laughs> You know, you, you have certain maybe maybe have favorite kids based on uh, <laughs> I'm no, I don't have any kids, so I don't know. Yeah. I just if I were to have kids, you know. Anyways, hey Isaiah and Chase, you're both my favorites. You're ba- you're yeah, both yeah, my favorites. Yeah, yeah. 
they're all my favorites, but there's definitely times where maybe one of them is my favorite more than yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times that happens based on just stories that I hear from yeah, people, yeah, and how people are are connecting to a song. Um, I remember this past year, I haven't actually shared the story, but um, there was a lady who came to one of my shows in Pennsylvania, and she was battling cancer, mm-hmm. and I, I sang this song, "Arms of Jesus." And um, she started tearing up, and 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 I gave her this shirt, "Fall into the Arms of Jesus," which is one of my songs. And when I was writing that song, I just knew that I needed to write a song, honestly, for myself to be reminded of in those moments where I don't necessarily feel the presence of God or feel close to Him, that I can still fall into His arms, and that's where I find hope and healing. And so I, I played this song, and I gave this lady this T-shirt, and this song kind of became her anthem as she was battling cancer and she would hear this song on her local christian radio station and a few months later i got a message that she passed away and when she passed away she was wearing my song fall to the arms of jesus Mm. and uh i just was like really struck with like how literal that that song came to be for her in her life like praise god she walked with the lord and she Mm. knew jesus and um i just really think that's a powerful story you never know like what lyrics you're going to write as a songwriter, as an artist that could literally be a part of someone's story. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really, really powerful. Yeah. In mind of that truth. Well, that, that, that is, that, and that's a, that's a beautiful story. Beautiful. Um, it's, and to be able to see how, you know, seeds that you're planting, mm. um, as you are toiling over just whether it be the right lyric, the right melody, mm. those types of things that to see how that is connecting with other people. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's the goal, right? And the goal is, is that, is that, we're we're writing, uh, whether it be like especially if you're in ministry, right, or whatever, like whether it's your your speaker or your you know a singer, and you just say, man, we just want this to connect with people and be meaningful to them because we want God to meet them in the way that they need to be met, mm-hmm. and that's what that song did for, uh, for her. But I love how you said like it really started because of of what it meant to you, um, and I think that sometimes that people as I mean I just remember like even just being a young dude, right? And like looking at, at communicators or um, going to a concert, like I remember going to you know DC Talk back when I was a teen Whoa. and yeah, like, you know, just being like, oh man, their life is so perfect, mm. right? I mean, they're just, they've got it all together. Everything they do just seems like to just hit, they don't struggle, they don't whatever, right? And even though they may write a song, like in like in particular, like I remember like DC Talk, the song of like What If I Stumble was really powerful to me. Mm. But even though they may write that song, yeah, but you know what? Their life is still easy. Their life is still perfect because they're on the road, mm-hmm. they've got the fame or they got whatever we think in our head mm-hmm. that it's supposed to look like. But but what but what you just said is I wrote it because there's still times in Cade's life. There's still times in your life where you're like, Man, this is this is I'm on the struggle bus. I mean, I'm not on the tour bus. I'm on the struggle bus right now. now. And sometimes that tour bus is a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's facts. Especially if nobody showers for a couple of days. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I remember. And so I I want to talk about even just just that that mm-hmm. uh, perspective that we can have because you know, for for a season, um, I did tour with bands like Building 429, mm-hmm. Sanctus Real, 
um, Day of Fire, John Rubin, that kind of thing. And so I have I've had the tour bus experience, all the twelve beds. Yep. You know, it's like getting into a coffin at the at at, at the end. Be awesome, the, actually. Yeah. And and you're just like you're in this little spot, and and then you wake up, and there's there is everybody else, and you're just maybe going into church to eat breakfast, or you're yep. going into whatever venue has food for you, and every every experience is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just all the lights and the smoke and everything you see. Um, so how has how has being on the road um, met your expectations? How has there what has been some surprises? Um, did you like? Did you feel like, boy, it's gonna be glamorous? Did you did you have any mm-hmm. kinds of those thoughts before heading out and doing this kind of thing, or were you like fully aware of like, hey, there's gonna be awesome stuff, but there's also gonna be challenging stuff? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I went on my first tour when I was 16, and I. Um, Honestly, my whole story is just being kind of thrown in the fire. You know, I, I, I didn't really know what I was saying yes to, to be honest with yeah. you. I just was trying to say yes to the Lord. And along that came tours and all of these things. And um, But I remember very vividly getting on stage that one night when I was 16 years old and thinking to myself, what if I forget, like, everything I'm about to do? Like, what if I, what if I just, like, blank? Yeah. And for a split second, I probably did. Uh, but it was that heartbeat inside of me. And, um, and so... I think it's been cool to to really grow. I've had to grow in front of people, you know, yeah. just being in it so young from 16 to now 22. Uh, I've learned a lot. I've learned that um, all people are just people, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all going through things. And honestly, you know, a couple of years ago, if you were to ask me if I ever struggled with anxiety, I would have been like, oh, absolutely not. You know, like I'm good. But, you know, over the past few years, I've really had moments where I've I've had that those deep levels of anxiety mm-hmm. that I've had to really press into, and I've had to surround myself with people that um, are able to push me to to not just fall into this pit of myself, but fall into the arms of Jesus. Truly, like the song that I just yep. wrote. And I think some of the best things that I've learned is being surrounded by amazing people on the road that care for you, that see yeah. you, that aren't just yes men, but that actually are there for you that, that are holding you accountable and i think that's been a huge thing that i've learned being on the road mm-hmm. and uh being on the road there's such a great community you know obviously it gets uh it gets funny sometimes and interesting sometimes when yeah. people are involved but i've really learned a lot through that mm-hmm. you speak to the importance of of having people in your life that you know we talk at ResGen about just having you know bands of brothers you know three to four men that that uh that literally I mean, there are guys. There are guys that literally, like, I mean, they walk with us. Uh, they in, they they encourage us to love Jesus, love our wives, love our kids, uh, live out our faith in the workplace, live mm-hmm. consistently. That will call you out, you know, mm-hmm. that aren't afraid to do that because the relationships are deep. And so I appreciate how you talked about just having people that that you can be real with, mm-hmm. because um, you know, all of us, again, no matter what line of work we're in no matter what stage of life we're in we we can all fall into the step of uh, or into the trap of saying here's here's my on stage personality whatever that stage happens to be mm-hmm. and then here is who i am off the stage mm-hmm. um whatever that stage happens to be and so um but to be able to have people that you've surrounded yourself with um has been a big part of of you know just who you are and and what's helped helps you keep yeah, your focus totally I, uh, one of my mentors, Ben Bennett, he's an author and a speaker and works with Josh McDowell, and he's he's just a great mentor for me. Anyways, we are sitting down in Nashville about a year and a half ago, and he really challenged me. He said, I want to challenge you to, to pick three to five people in your life, kind of like that band of yeah. brothers, to where you can live a life of no secrets. Yeah. 
And I think that's just, that's really helped me so much, man, this past year, because there's such power, one, in confessing to the Lord, but confessing sin to brother, like yeah. brother to brother and keeping you accountable, man. And, and it's not easy stuff that I've had to learn and walk through, but that is honestly is what helped me be able to be that same person, Lord willing, on a stage and sitting across the table from somebody having coffee. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of my mentors uh, taught me this question, um, what do you need to tell me mm. that you don't want to tell me? Oh, I love that. And and that was something that was like, uh, wow, that, that's, like, that's like a drop the mic. That's like the record scratches yeah, yeah, at yeah. the end of the thing and being like, oh, snap. That's like, that's something that, that I really need that, to, to process and think about because, again, it's easy for us, even with a band of brothers, even with a mentor, to keep a little bit of that mask on. Yeah. Um, yep. Because we all still have layers of pride. Yeah. You know, it's like an onion, right? Just. Yeah. Okay, gets strips off another layer of pride, steeps yeah. off a, another level of our ego. But but when we begin to truly, and that, and that takes time. That takes time. I mean, it's not easy. It's not easy to do by any means. Because, but you know, relationship grows at the rate of trust. Mm. And you know, so as that trust grows, the relationship deepens. And that, so the this that no secrets kind of relationship that that uh, Ben's talking with you about man if if we truly understood the power of that mm. and then had the courage to pursue that mm. it really is life changing absolutely and and, and I, I just if, if there's a guy out there listening um man if you don't have that i would just encourage i, I don't know about you Kate but i I think it starts with prayer and just saying, God, would you help me? Number one, just mm -hmm. be open to that. Mm -hmm. And then would you help lead me to dudes that could be that for me? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He will answer those prayers. He will. <laughs> yeah. He really will because it's important. You know? Yeah. And because that's his heart. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously there's things that we bring to the Lord all the time, you know, and, and he's, and there's sometimes where he's like, okay. And there's sometimes where he's like, you're going to wait for that. Or yeah. sometimes like, mm, I think the, the motivation for that is a little wonky, Yeah, yeah. but that's his heart. Yeah, that's his heart. So um, that's good. So um, I mentioned the pride onion. So what, I, I'm just interested for you because, you know, we obviously live in a world uh, when I was 22, the, the world that we live in now, it was not the world back then. Hmm. I mean, I think about how, you know, when I got my first youth pastor job um, in Portland, Oregon, um, when I was 23 years old, it's just a little bit older than you. Um, so was six years youth pastor out there. And I just remember Cade like being like, okay, I mean, I'm on fire, right? I'm, I'm zealous. I'm just like, I'm going to, uh, in this new area from Sioux Falls, moving to Portland. Uh, and I'm going to go and I'm just going to reach all these people. I'm going to be like the second coming of Jesus, but not really Jesus, but like, you know, like, uh, Jesus is going to use me to like, you know, pave the way. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know? Especially in Portland, <laughs> Oregon. Right. So, but um, but I, you know, I didn't, we didn't even have social media. Like we didn't have all these to where it's like, okay, how do we, how do we gain more followers and how do we gain more traction and how do we get, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I'm just interested in, you know, in how you, um, and, and, and I, and I believe from, from what I've seen over the years, you've done a really good job. I mean, you've done so well, um, in giving glory to the Lord mm. and lifting him up. So let, let me first affirm you in that because yes. I, because that is. I think you're modeling that super well to a generation that's very, very focused on followers. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so let me first just affirm you in that. But I'm interested in um, how you balance like the ego and self-promotion mm -hmm. 
in an entertainment industry that is all about ego and self-promotion, whether that's in the, you know, Christian music industry, we could fall into that trap, whether it's then the, oh, yeah. you know, whatever celebrity, like celebrity pastors. I mean, all this, this world we live mm-hmm. in, right? So I'm just interesting, interested in like, how, how do you, how do you balance that? How do you, how have you personally handled that? Man, such a good question. Real question, you know, mm-hmm. it's a, it's hard. I actually, I actually just posted a video about this when we're talking about social media, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I just posted a video last week. I was at an event in uh, South Carolina Walking on the beach. It was great. Was I, wa- awesome. I actually watched the video. I was going to talk about it later, so we're going to talk about it now. Yeah, no, for real, for real. Yeah, we're Be- dialed in because it's amazing. T- you're going to talk about the, sec- the yeah. success one, yeah. right? Yeah, do it. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I really just have had to wrestle with what does success look like, you know, in a in an industry, and honestly, in a world where where everything is based on what you did yesterday, what you posted yesterday, how many views you got on your last picture. Hey, we got this many ads this week on radio. Oh, you got this many streams on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, etc. It's right. like it can be so consuming, man. Mm. And um, I have to fight that every day, to be honest with you, living mm. in an industry and having that drive t- to want to, to to be the best. But I have to be reminded it isn't me trying to be the best for myself to mm. build the kingdom of Cater, to build the kingdom of God. And I ask myself every day, like, Lord, would you just keep me in that spot just before you, you know? To, to build your kingdom because it's so easy in ministry, man. We can do all these things to build our kingdom, you know, mm-hmm. and forget the main priority of why we got in it, that 10-year-old Kate in the first place. And so I've had to really redefine what success looks like for me, you know. Um, I still have that determination, obviously, to have, you know, all the number ones and all totally, these yeah. things. Yep. But I think it's shifted from that specifically to man i just want to be faithful at the end of the day i want to hear those words well done my good and faithful servant you know because that would sure be a scary day to to get to see jesus face to face and he says uh you know you yeah yeah well and and often he made me think of something because like often we, we talk about that like at the end of our days when we all stand before the lord scripture says we're all going to do it yeah right we're going to give an account for our life mm. and one of the things that i think about the the lord is uh, gonna, it's going to be in that account is, is what's our motivation, mm. you know, because, you know, the Lord knows our heart. We can, we can put out whatever we want, but the Lord knows our heart. Mm-hmm. The world looks at the things that are as out the outward appearance, right? Mm. Um, for Samuel. So, so you look at that and you say, okay, um, how do we make sure motivation is right? Because we should shoot for, I mean, shoot for excellence. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, yeah. you know, everything. As followers we, of Jesus Christ, we should be, yes. We should shoot for excellence. Yeah. We should shoot for greatness. And so like, you know, the whole idea of like the, but it's it's defining success uh, and bringing that underneath the authority of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, is is what you're talking about and, and saying, okay, listen, I want to do as well as I can, but let's just make sure that it's it's with the Lord in mind. And we can sometimes think about like, the um hearing the well done good and faithful servant at the end of our life Mm. but one thing i just thought about as you were talking about it was like what if that was like our goal for every day you know like when we lay our head on the end of the pillow you know like so like we 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 lay our head on the pillow and all and it's like man i just lord i did Mm. i did the best i could for you today and then he's he's well done well done now again we can that can cause us to sometimes give us anxiety, you know, because we're like, because we can't ever do enough, you know, and, that, and we never wanted to get into a performance type mentality. But that's right. Just that whole idea of, of even just, you know, what's your legacy you're leaving at the end of your life? Mm-hmm. Well, at the end of the day, we also left we also left a legacy for people that we may never see again. Mm-hmm. 
And so what are we leaving with them that day? And so I just, that, that's just something that the Lord brought to my mind as I, as I heard you say that. And the motivation that you said that, uh, man, that's something that I have to think about and that I wrestle with every day. That, like, I love that you even said that because mm-hmm. a lot of times, again, we can be like, oh, you know what? It's, it's something that I don't really deal with. Well, we all kind of deal with it in just different ways. Yeah. So, oh, that's, that's really One day good. at a time, you know? That's what I've right. been thinking lately. Just one day at a time. Yeah. You know? Well, isn't that what it says in Joshua? Yeah. Choose this day. Yeah. Who, whom you're going to serve. Come on. You know, like every Come day on. it's a choice. Yeah. Every day it's a choice. One of the things that, um, that, uh, that I heard this this year at a conference that I was at from uh, from John Maxwell mm. um, was able to spend a little bit of time with with him um, in a room, just about thirty of us for about four hours, and just asking questions and all this kind of stuff. And and he was talking about how um, you know we can't you can't help if someone puts you up on a pedestal, like you like you can't like you, you can say hey look you know it's it's the Lord it's the Lord, but if people choose to put you on a pedestal, you can't control that because you can't control other people. But what he said is, um, but you just better make sure that you come off of that pedestal. Make sure it's never in your own mind and that you come off that pedestal when you go home with your family, with your friends, and you and with anybody you interact with. And I thought that was such a good reminder of saying that, like, Man. we can't control what other people do. We'll do yeah. our best. We can't control it. But we can control how we respond. Man, that's good. That's a good word. So, like, that that's the stuff that, uh, that I was just thinking of. So, um so as you as you think about and, and maybe there's um, obviously you talked about guys and, and people in your world that that hold you accountable that that all that mm-hmm. um, over the last I mean well it's been over the history of, of the world but um, just seems like there's been you know several music artists ministers mm-hmm. pastors that that we've seen just fall mm-hmm. um, that we've seen them you know that doesn't always starts earlier than that right mm-hmm. and then kind of we give. Satan, just a little bit of a foothold, but he never, he's never satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Just keeps on taking us deeper and deeper. And then, and then, so I'm just interested in just, um, are, there, are there boundaries that you've put in place, Cade, mm-hmm. uh, in your life? I mean, obviously you just spoke to the importance of having other men in your life and people that are, you know, that three yeah. to five band of brothers, um, you know, people you don't keep secrets from, but um, are there some boundaries that you've personally put in place to guard your heart and mm-hmm. your mind? So great. You know, someone I look up to a lot is Billy Graham. He had the Billy Graham Manifesto. Yeah. And uh, that was actually another mentor that was talking to me about that. And, man, before he would go into, like, hotel rooms, he would have his team, like, go into the rooms and, and check everything. I was like, it was a lot of a lot of extremes. And I yeah. think it's interesting nowadays because we have social media and there's a lot of a lot of ways that people can hide behind social media, you know. And so, um, yeah, it's such a great question. You know, I have I have a... Um, a team that's that's like has all my social media with me as well um and i try and travel with at least one person with me all the time so that's kind of some things i've started to do yeah yeah because i think that and the thing the thing about boundaries is that they need to be set before we're in trouble right facts and so that's that's the what yeah what you're doing is saying okay listen let's make sure and i love that you mentioned mm-hmm. the, the billy graham manifesto because because th- those were things that he thought about way ahead of time mm-hmm. and then you put those things in place mm-hmm. um you know i i had a, a friend that um you know for he was a, a kind of a mentor for me and really close friend still to this day actually shot me a text message just in um a prayer that he prayed for over me today as mm. as um we go into today and but 
I just remember when, when, so I'm 23, 24 years old. No, he's about 10 years older than me. And, um, he talked to me about specific boundaries he had in his life. And one of them was that like, Hey, just so you know, like if I ever show up at your house, we didn't have any kids at the time, but if I ever show up at your house and you're not there and it's just Laura there, mm. um, you just need to know, like I'm if Laura, I'm, we're close friends, all this kind of stuff. So, but, oh, yeah. but I'm never going to enter your home if you're not present. Hmm. And I'm like, bro, you can totally go in there. I mean, Laura, make a cup of coffee. Yeah, you guys yeah. chat it up at the kitchen table, whatever. He said, no, I'm not, I, I won't do it. He goes, it's not because I don't trust me. It's not because I don't trust Laura, obviously, but it's because I just, I just want to stay away from the appearance of, of like, your neighbors don't know like, hey, why is that dude walking into the house mm. when Laura's home and Tom's not or whatever? And mm. at first I was thinking, that's like so weird. Mm. Like, that's such a weird thing. But it was a boundary. They said, it's not worth it. I'll, I'll stand on the porch and, and chat with her or whatever, you know, and then, and, or a way for you to get home. Or, and, but I thought I was, I had such a deep level of respect. It just caused me to think about like, hmm. hmm. Well, so what are some things that I put in place ahead of time to make sure that it never leads to anything? That's good. So, I mean, that what you're doing is thinking ahead and saying, we want to make sure that we are above reproach in in everything that we do, as much as we, I mean, as, as much as we're in control of it, mm -hmm. how, how do we put those things in place? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm so, I'm grateful that, that, that you do that. That's great. So, um, as you think about the next five or 10 years mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, are there, you talked about, yes, hopefully see some songs hit number one, continue to, to grow the influence that you can have through music and through the way that you live your life. But as you think about, um, just how you define success that we just talked about. Um, what do the next five to 10 years look like for you? Hmm. Great question. You know, I, uh, it's always been more than just music for me. You know, I, music is the number one way that I get to reach people. Yeah. Um, which is an incredible tool, but, um, man, I just have a heart, heartbeat for people. I love, I love one-on-one -on -one conversations just like this. I love getting to hear people's hearts and, um, I'm not really sure exactly what that looks like. You know, I've written uh, a couple devotional contents and done some some of that content. So I really want to keep diving into that. Yeah. You know, would love to write, love to write a book. I think that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, I love being on the road in this time of my life. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm single, not married or anything. So I'm trying to be on the road as much as I can so I can slow down a little bit later. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, those are some of my just kind of practical practical goals and vision you know i um, have a, such a heartbeat for worship and mm -hmm. excited to see how that continues to unfold here in the next few years so yeah so it's really the the open-handed approach that you were talking about pretty it's much just yeah. saying lord listen uh, you know i want to i want to follow you yeah you know and and uh see what you have for me so that's that's right. that's, that's so good um well, bro, this has been this has been great. Um, it's been awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm really grateful for this conversation, and uh, you know, I I I want to affirm you again in just the way that you're seeking to steward your gifts. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the other things that came out of the conference that that uh, in the time with John that he was talking about was um, he said, and, and this was just a really good word for me, and and this is what I what I see. Um, you know, from you and I've seen over the last four years, I remember right, even right before you moved to Nashville, like we had, we had coffee at Starbucks yeah. On, yeah. on 41st yeah. and, and uh, connected and, and just, uh, just seeing your heart and passion and, and focus on the Lord, you were dialed in. And, uh, and so I had no doubt that you were, mm. that, that you would have great success, however you want to define it. But, 
but right. your heart was so focused on the Lord that I'm like, whatever success ends up looking like, mm. the heart is right and the focus is right. And mm. so, and what I've seen I use is something that, that Maxwell said. He talked about how um, he had a mentor in his life that talked about how um, the gifts that you have are indeed amazing. Mm. You are not amazing, yes. but the gifts you have are amazing. And they were given to you by an amazing gift giver. So always seek to steward those gifts to the highest level that you can. Number one, the gift of salvation, which wow. is how you began. Like that's yeah. how, be how we began our conversation, yeah. right? The gift of salvation that you received at the age of 10, that you continue to dive into, seek to live out all this stuff. But then we, we're, we're all given different gifts. And the gift that God has given you is the gift of putting uh, melodies together, writing lyrics to go with those mel melodies that deliver a message. And, um, you know, he then said, the reason that it's, it's so important to remember where these gifts come from and to is that because we're all one step from stupid. <laughs> That's a word. <laughs> we're all one step from stupid. And, um, and I've just seen you um, give glory to the amazing gift giver. Hmm. Be thankful for the amazing gifts he's given you and steward those amazing gifts to the highest level and to the highest potential that you can. So, so wow. just know you don't need to hear this from me, but I'm proud of you. And I'm, I'm grateful for the way God is using you, uh, for how he's continuing to work in your life that you didn't just settle for, for how he worked in your life when you were 10 and when you were 15 and 16, but you're saying, how, how God do you want to work in me right now at the age that I am and mm -hmm. through me as I continue to just follow you. So, so, um, Keep going. Thank you. Keep going. Thank you. Um, and we we end our time. Okay, so we, we end our episodes here. And I didn't warn you about this. So um, here we go. Yeah. But so we end, we end our time um, at the podcast table with something we call the final word. Hmm. And it's just kind of 60, 90 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever. But just kind of a final word that um, you would love to encourage listeners um, or viewers with as we end our time here just a, a word that maybe god gives you uh, maybe it's a scripture maybe it's a um could be coming back call back to what we already talked about or if it's a fresh word but something you feel the lord's laying on your heart mm -hmm. um for for listeners and and viewers as we end our time together yeah man i think um yeah you know we talked about it earlier but we so easily forget all that god has done in our lives when we get lost up we get lost in, in the here and now, you know, which is which is important to be so driven and be so focused. And I look back on my story, and one thing I just want to reiterate is that God honors your yes. And that yes starts every single day. I'm mm -hmm. just saying, look, Lord, I, I choose to say yes to you. Your ways are higher than my ways. And I would encourage you to press into that. There's going to be moments where you're not going to feel it or it's not going to be easy. I find myself there sometimes. But I'm reminded um, that Jesus says, not if you go through troubles, but when you go through troubles. Mm -hmm. Take heart. Take heart, for I have overcome the world. He has overcome. He has already defeated those struggles on the cross, and we get to live in the power of that. We get to live in victory as followers of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so often we live in, a, in an orphan mindset. We forget what he's already done. Mm -hmm. But when, you, when you're in those moments, you got to look to what he's done and look and see that he's still moving and still working. Oh, man, that's that's great final word. Well, I know uh, listeners, viewers, you're going to continue to follow Cade's journey. You can do that, obviously, on all the socials and listen to all his music on all those streaming platforms that he mentioned earlier. <laughs> but, Cade, seriously, um, just thanks for who you are. 
Thanks. Uh, thanks for just being a, a, a vessel that that is used by the Lord and uh, praying for you. And I know you're going to keep going. So thanks for thanks for being here and being a part of the podcast today. Thanks for having me. See you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Cade Thompson today. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, I encourage you to share it with others that may enjoy it as well. If you'd like to find out more about Cade, in- including his upcoming tours and other information, be sure to check out CadeThompsonMusic.com. Of course, you can also find him on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, as well as stream his music on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever else you like to listen to your tunes. Also, before you head out, don't forget to head to resgen.org to check out all the information and grab your tickets for Date Night Comedy 2024, which is coming up on the nights of February 29th and March 1st. All right, that's all for today. Thanks again for joining me, and we'll see you next time for another episode of the ResGen Giving Life podcast. Until then, continue being men whose life in Christ gives life to others. We'll see you soon. Thank you.